Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mind Control Podcast, your home for tips on mind control, hypnosis, psychic abilities, and telepathic communication. I'm your host, Jim Nippenberg, so let's get started. Right, thank you, thank you, and welcome. So today's show, we're talking about um, psychic abilities and a three-part formula for psychic abilities. Now, one of the things you want to remember is that thought is a psychic skill. A lot of times people want to do things like ESP tests or things that maybe are fascinating to know about at first, but they really don't have any effect on your life whatsoever. The best way to use your psychic abilities is to improve your life with things that are important for you, things like purpose for life, things like uh, good decision, bad decision, um, things like getting answers for projects, getting answers uh, and solutions for things that are important to you, being able to do um, healing, whether of self or of other people, and doing it remotely. Okay, and be careful there because you don't want to ever practice medicine. You don't want to claim to be doing any type of medical type work unless you're a licensed medical professional. However, in most countries, you do have the ability to pray for someone, especially remotely. So you tell people, I'm praying for you. Um, So thought is a psychic skill, and there's a three-part formula Uh, for changing where you are to what you want to be. And that three-part formula is, um, I have whatever. Uh, The Silver Mind Control training talks about, like, I have a headache. I don't want a headache. I want to feel good instead. So we have the ability to change reality. Working from, and there's a couple different ways to do that. One is working from the physical upward. In other words, um, you, you know, working with the physical, like, let's take weight loss. Um, I'm overweight. I don't want to be overweight. I want to be my ideal weight instead. One way is to do diet and exercise. Now, there are people who try to diet and they try to exercise, and all they do is wear themselves out. I don't know if you've ever had the uh, instance, like, uh, I used to lift weights a lot, and I found out whenever I'd go back, after I got older, and I'd go back to the gym to start lift weights, um, my energies were reversed, and I was getting sick. I was draining and depleting myself, and I wasn't losing any weight either, Um, and I was getting very frustrated, But see, working from the physical upward, that has to do with action, that has to do with doing. So you're going to take some action in the physical realm. I want to build a house, so I start digging for the foundation. I start laying the footers. I start pouring the foundation. I start doing um, things in the physical realm. Okay. Now there's also work from uh, from the higher plane. So another example of the physical plane, like would be with healing, doing things um, like taking medicine, taking medicines, um, using ointments, salves, um, disinfecting wounds, things like that. So that's working from the physical upward. Working from a higher plane downward would be using the mental plane and using the emotional plane. Now, what people don't realize is that they use this a lot accidentally, and it either gets you what you want or you don't want. Most people don't know how to do this properly, though. 
Um, and you can, working from the top down, you can make changes in the physical. An example of this would be um, architects with blueprints as an example. Or with healing, um, changing the, the beliefs that the person has about self-deserving, about their health. Um, back to the weight example, resetting your self-image about weight. Um, if someone has a self-image that says they're a fat pig, they will sabotage everything they do in the physical realm to lose weight. They will find a way to go back to being a fat pig because that's what they believe about themselves. That's where the thought and the emotion is. Now, I don't mean that to offend anybody. However, what happens is you get faster results when you can combine the two. Working from the, the realm of thought and emotion and feeling, and then also from the physical realm. So we have that, that formula, I have X, which is an awareness of the current state. You have to know where you are. If you don't know where you are, you don't have a, a starting point. You don't know what to work with. Okay, let's say you want to build a house, and you don't know where you are. If you're on quicksand, that's not a very good place to build a house. So you have to know where are you at this moment. Where are you? And this is part of awareness, knowing where you are. If you've been to like amusement parks or maybe a lot of those larger malls, they have signs that say, you are here. And they show where you are and then they have a ledger or a map of all the different places in the mall or in the amusement park, places that you might want to go. And then they say... And then they show, you know, where it is, and you can figure out at least one or two different ways to get there from where you are. Okay. Now, you also have to know what you don't want. Awareness of the unwanted reality. You may be in a position where there are things that you do want to keep. This is a, a very important uh, concept in doing change for yourself, is knowing what's worth keeping, um, if, if you're having relationship troubles, one of the questions would be, where am I right now? And what is it I don't want? I don't want a bad relationship. Well, if the relationship you're in right now, is there something about it that's worth keeping? It's very important because it lets you know whether or not to work with what you have and to transform it or to walk away and cut the cords, cut the emotions from that person and to move on to something else. If I, if I say I have a car that breaks down all the time, I don't want a car that breaks down all the time. Well, what car do I have? Is that car fixable? Is it a reasonable price to fix it? Does the, is it going to cost more to fix the car than it's worth? Um, if somebody's got a car that's been totaled in an accident, you know, the insurance company, they'll, they'll write you a check for what they thought the car was worth. They're not going to write you a check to fix the car because they're going to say the car is never going to be fixed, fixable to the point of where it's worth having, okay? But this is something that you have to decide for yourself. I have friends who um, one time they got a, a farmhouse and they decided they wanted to do a fixer-upper. And they got this really, really old farmhouse and part of it was very old. And they started working on it. And they had an idea of what they wanted, but as we were tearing out the walls and the ceilings and, uh, you know, there was a cistern outside and there was a lot of trash and there was a lot of rubbish and rat's nests and all kinds of things. 
one of the things that we had to decide was what do we not want and what is worth keeping. They wanted to keep the frame of the house and they wanted to build onto it. There were things that were worth keeping and there were things that were not worth keeping. Now, a lot of people said you ought to just bring a bulldozer in and start over. They decided they wanted to keep certain things about that property intact and to recreate it and to add on. This is something that I can't tell you whether or not you should or shouldn't do. This is the type of thing that is completely up to you. This is something you have to decide for yourself. I've had people write to me about they were trying to get in a relationship or they were trying to fix a relationship where they were being abused or where they were going to, it was an abusive relationship and they wanted to fix the relationship. And my answer is, you know, if you're being abused in any way, you really need to get out and go find, work on yourself first on your attractor fields and go find the type of relationship that will fulfill you. Okay, the three-part formula, the first two parts, I have X, I don't want X. Anyway, we'll be right back after a short message. Um, so we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hello, friend. Do you wish you had more telepathic ability? My name is Jim Nippenberg, and I've got good news for you. I've put together a program called Silent Mental Commands. It's designed to get you more persuasive power in your life and to get you more of what you want. It's organized into three easy-to-study sections. The first gets you comfortable with you being in power, you being in command. Section two builds on that and shows you how to seamlessly weave nearly undetectable commands into your normal, everyday conversation. And the third section shows you how to begin to form and issue silent mental commands that go straight to the person's subconscious mind. The steps are easy to follow, and almost everyone can experience some improvement with these skills. You can test it out for yourself absolutely risk-free. Simply send an email message to silentcommands at mindcontrolresources.com or visit mindcontrolresources.com. Thank you, and I'll see you there. All right, welcome back. So are you enjoying today's show? Great, awesome. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying being here with you. So we're talking about um, the three-part formula. I have X. I don't want X. And what do you want to keep? I have a headache. Let's say I have a headache. I have a headache. I don't want to have a headache. There's something there that I want to keep. I want to keep my head. I don't want to chop my head off and have a head transplant. Although those of you that have suffered with severe headaches or migraines may have had that thought, can I just get a head transplant? What you want, though, is you want to you want to stay alive. You want some relief from the headache. Your head's still worth keeping. Okay, um, the blood that's flowing through your blood vessels is still worth keeping. Your blood vessels, your brain, still worth keeping. So I don't want X, your unwanted reality, and what's worth keeping. And then the third part of this formula is I want whatever it is instead. I want to feel good instead, or I want to have a good relationship instead. This is the where do you want to go. You have to know where you want to go because if you don't have a target, you will never, ever, ever know if you've hit it or not. And even if you did hit it, um, you, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't be able to capitalize on that. Okay, so you have to have a well-formed goal of where it is you want to go. You have to know where you want to go. If I get in the car and I say I'm just going to go somewhere, 
Um, I may or may not like where I go. I might end up into a dead end. I might end up lost in the middle of nowhere. Now, if your goal is to just meander around and have fun, that's still a well-formed outcome. Let's say I'm bored at home. I don't want to be bored at home. I want to go out and joyride instead. That joyride is a where you want to go. It's a destination. It's a it's a process. You know, you may not know the actual destination, but you know you're going to go joyride. It's better in most instances to say I know where I want to go. Now let me talk and give you some some uh, insight on why that's so. I've worked with many people who hated their job, and they say, "I hate my job. I don't want to have my I hate my job. I want to get out of this job." and get into another job, but they didn't stop to figure out where they wanted to go. They only knew they wanted to get out. They, they couldn't wait till their six months or their year or whatever was up so that they could transfer in the company, or they couldn't wait to go find another job. They didn't think about what they wanted. They just knew they wanted out. They were completely away from and not having a well-formed goal of where they wanted to go in the future. I just want to get out of this crap. And what did they do? They jumped out of one one uh, fire into another. And people do that with relationships. It's very sad if you've studied uh, about people who are in abusive relationships. If they ever finally get out of one, what do they do? They go get into an, they get themselves into another abusive relationship because they didn't stop to figure out. And it's not just the relationship there, it's the I attract bad relationships. I don't want to attract bad relationships. I want to attract a good relationship or good relationships instead. So you notice that there are multiple angles to come at this with. I, I have a headache. I don't want to have a headache. I feel good instead. I'm stressed out causing a headache or I'm not getting the right nutrition or whatever, causing a headache. I don't want to feel that way. I want to be healthy instead. What do I need to do to get there? What do I need to do as far as relationships to stop attracting the bad ones and start attracting what I need, what I want, and what will fulfill me? So this is an important uh, process to look at it at more than just one angle. If you're only looking at one angle, um, you're not quite seeing the whole picture. There's what we have of um, we have the what's there the the reporting problem. Then there's the between the lines reading between the lines, but there's also there's the reading behind the lines. What's going on behind the lines behind the scenes? What's going on that causes the the problem? What do I need to do to fix that? Okay, and turn that into a project. So then there's the where I want to go instead, now you have to stop and ask yourself, what steps do I need to take to get there? Now, this is where um, your psychic abilities your, come into play also. People think about third eye activation, and they only think about getting information from the other side. But you also prime your third eye. Your third eye works not just on your subjective, but also on your objective mind. You want to prime the pump with what you can study, what you can find on your own to study on that topic. In other words, I don't know a thing about nuclear physics. And if I went to level and I said I want answers about nuclear physics, even if I got the answers, I would not understand them. 
Okay, I, I know somebody that's um, a physicist. He's really good with lasers and crystals, and I've asked him questions about crystals before, and his answers to me were so far removed from anything that I have knowledge of that I could not understand him. Okay, in order to understand him, I would have had to go study the topic and then study physics and study the physics of crystals, okay, and, um, and lasers and things like that. You have to do some, and this is, they do this in the Silva mind control training too, or at least they used to, where they would build reference points for success. They would do the colors, switching the colors with your internal vision, your mental vision, remembering colors that you already know what they look like objectively, remembering the what your front door of your house looks like, remembering the south side wall of your house, remembering things that you already have reference points for with you know if you have a pet, remembering what your pet looks like as you're looking at the face at the pet's face, you get your eyes closed and you're at the correct level of mind, your correct brainwave level for for this programming, and you remember what that pet looks like. Okay, and you subjectively communicate. This is not just using your uh, subjective facilities with your third eye. It's bridging your objective senses over into the subjective realm. So you program in, like, if, I, if let's say I wanted to know about physics, I would have to go study physics, and then I could get answers. Okay, um, Einstein, at first, you know, he wasn't real good at math in, in school, but Einstein used a lot of mathematics, and he explained things like speed of light and what happens if you're riding on a, a, a beam of light and, you know, you, you try to go faster once you're on that beam or whatever. What's it like to ride on a beam of light? Things that would not have made sense to him had he not had some sort of understanding. But he's also the same person who said that the true genius, better than genius level, is the person who can take something complex and explain it in ways that normal people can understand to make it usable and useful for people. So one of the things that you do is you get expert in your topic, in your field, and then you program for answers. What can I do to make this useful to whether it's your customers, your employees, your employers, stockholders, whatever it is, okay? What can I do, okay? So steps to get there. If somebody's in bad relationships and they keep getting in abusive relationships, they might want to go study some things about self-image and self-esteem and how to set boundaries. And then, of course, you do things like the energy tapping for um, clearing out your energies and, and resetting your attractor fields. And sometimes you get a one-hit wonder where you do a one round of energy tapping and it's fixed. Other times you have to keep repeatedly going back. But the point is, where do I want to go now? What do I need to do to get there? If I know I want a certain type of house on a certain type of property, if I don't already have the property, my first step is to go look for the property. Does the house already exist somewhere, already built? Or am I building a new one? Well, what kind of property do I need? I need to find that property. Then I need to lay the groundwork for building that house. I have steps that I need to take to get there. A lot of times people talk about law of attraction and they want you to think that if you just wish and hope that the universe will give you anything you ever wanted, there's a work step in there, which means that you have to take action in the physical world. You have to take some sort of action. I was at Walmart, something simple like Napoleon Hill talked about, you know, parking spaces. 
I was at Walmart today, and it was crowded, and I wanted a good parking space, and there weren't any there. And I programmed for it, and I got this impression to go down a certain lane, a certain aisle in the parking lot. And as it almost got to the spot, somebody was backing out. If I had wished and hoped and said, universe, give me a parking spot, and I would have sat still where I was, I would still be sitting still waiting for a parking spot. I had to push the gas and I had to move the car. When the parking spot became available, I had to pull the car into the spot. Okay, you have to do some, you have to take responsibility to take some action. Now, once you do that, answers will come for you. Okay, you have to do something with those answers. Okay. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. And um, if you did, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's, I'll give you some instructions in the outtake here on how you can get a transcript or more information on this topic. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like a transcript, send an email to transcript at mindcontrolpodcast.com. Be sure to click subscribe if you're not already subscribed, and I will see you again on the next episode of the Mind Control Podcast. Thank you, and have an awesome day. Unless otherwise noted, the information expressed in this podcast is copyrighted by Jim Nickenberg. The music in this podcast is used by permission of Mike Stewart at podcastinstall.com. Informational and motivational purposes and spiritual insights. The author and publisher do not offer any type of psychological, legal, medical, or financial advice. No warranties or guarantees regarding this content are expressed or implied. Neither the publisher nor author shall be liable for any physical, psychological, emotional, financial, or commercial damages, including but not limited to special, incidental, consequential, or other damages. You are responsible for your own actions and results.